0: You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104.
1: Thousand uh, euro. Okay, okay. Um, well, um, thanks a million, Yuri, for speaking to us. If you've just tuned in, we're chatting to Yuri, who's from a bodybuilder from the, from Kazakhstan, who is uh, married to a, a sex doll, wants to get a lot more sex dolls um, as well, and I'm sure we'll hear more about you in in the future. But uh, Yuri, thanks a million for popping on FM104 this evening, and very best of luck in the future with your with your wives. Okay, thank you. No worries at all. Let us know what you make of that sex dolls sex wives uh, 0876797104 still to come before 11 o'clock how you can solve Matt's problems in your sleep and talk to people who are dreaming that's on the way shortly ATB your love it's on the way next here on FM 104 you're
0: listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long
2: FM 104
1: see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie you know you want to some good news I was going to say Monday it's definitely not Monday it's Wednesday thank god oh 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 did you get your hot chocolate today I did
3: get my hot chocolate today and I forgot to take a picture
1: oh come on I know
3: did I even have it
1: no no um, I did I did a little bit earlier on today and similarly forgot to uh, post a picture of it listen hot chocolate Wednesdays is just an excuse for you to uh, give yourself a hot chocolate and break up the misery that the weeks are becoming and have something small to look forward to so um, thanks for people who tagged us in it hashtag hot chocolate Wednesday and there's still 46 minutes
3: and good news you still um have a few weeks left to do hot chocolate Wednesdays because it's not going anywhere until lockdown <laughs> ends and next <laughs> week it's going to be March
1: I don't know what you're a happy whole about that a new month I know oh, that's really miserable because we're going forward oh yay into nothingness Into the I know best. it's into nothingness but it's closer yeah, to April yay. March <clears throat> April Mar- okay fair enough fair enough
3: they're sisters you know
1: uh, March and April
3: yeah okay so that's a good thing
1: Okay, I like the way you're looking forward. I'm, I'm too, um, you know, miserable to look back and go. We've lost another month.
3: Oh, I know, we've lost a year, and we'll continue <laughs> oh, to lose
1: another will. one. <laughs> oh, Next listen.
3: month will be an actual year. We will mark the anniversary. Oh my of god,
1: COVID. we'll all go out and smash our heads against the wall for a few hours, and mm. that's that's what we can do. Uh, no actual good news here. If you're a fan of the Tommy Tiernan show on the weekend, it was meant to be wrapping up shortly, but it's been extended by six weeks.
3: Oh, that's good news! Have you watched? I'm a huge fan of Tommy. Yeah, I do. I love that show.
1: Uh, The Tommy Turner show is probably some of the best TV this country has produced in a very long time. Very long time. I would say
3: so. Yeah, this is great news, especially that we are stuck inside.
1: Uh, yeah, so he's had a lot of good interviews on. Is it Saturday or is it Sunday? Is it on? I think it might be Saturday night because it's obviously not on a Friday because of the Ryan Tuberty. Um, but good news if you're a Tommy Turner fan. So uh, happy days for that as well. Tomorrow night on the show at around 10 o'clock, just a quick heads up we got a text in this about the start of the show but if you would like your future read if you would like your life predicted and you want a sneak peek into what life has in store for you Psychic Tills is back tomorrow night
3: yes so excited for this because we always get inundated with messages about random things serious some love some health some uh, just want to know what, what's happening tomorrow
1: yeah now we are not trained psychics but no one is No one is, no. So um, don't rely on the government to predict your future or to give you any sort of clear messaging and roadmap. The thing we found far more effective is using the magic eight ball we found here in studio and a pack of tarot cards. All right, so if you have any questions about your future, your life that you want answered, work related, love life related, maybe you just want to know when you're going to sit down at a counter with a pint in hand and go, oh, finally. Uh, It's very, very accurate. So get your questions in And we will answer them tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, Psychic Tills, answering your life's most pressing questions here on the show. Now, though, somebody who works for this station, they will remain nameless, crashed their car into a wall. And it was not me. For once, it was not searchable. Have you ever crashed, though, when you were parking? Yeah. Here's the thing um, I don't know if it's the fact That you get a little bit Lazier or careless The the 99% of your journey Is done And you think it would be Absolutely fine and safe But this person was Parking up beside me And I think it was raining Yesterday when it happened And their back window Was a little fogged up And just was like Ah oh, whatever And all of a sudden I just hear this massive Bang! Into the wall Into the wall And uh, No cracked.
3: damage done though?
1: Uh No But uh, I was kind of looking at them going, oh my God, what's the story? But parking, it reminded me of two other situations, right? If you've ever crashed in when you're either trying to park or get out of a car parking space. And one of the situations was I did a similar thing. I was trying to park Mm -hmm. in a very, very tight space somewhere. I I can't remember where it was. um, And there was a bin behind me, right? A wheelie bin. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it'll be fine if I just tip that because like it's a bin. You don't have to worry about it at all. Did you squash it? Uh, No, I smashed my rear light. Oh did you? So I was reversing in uh, I was trying to reverse in and then I was like oh that's grand and I was just trying to judge how much room I had blah 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 and just barely tipped it and smashed my uh, light, and that was like replacing a rear headlamp or whatever it was that wasn't cheap Oh that's not good no But then there was another situation where I was parked in a shopping centre car park and you know the way all the time they just sit in the car for a few minutes on your own on your phone always doing that and I was there and the woman got in next to me and I always find it really awkward I'll let them pull out before I try and go out so Mm. I was sitting in the driver's seat and she went to turn and instead of pulling the car out straight and then turning she didn't know what she was doing so she just locked the wheel and started reversing out so she drove straight into, straight into me in the passenger side. While well, you're sitting no, sorry, there. No, in, 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 I was on the driver's side. She was on my right hand side. So literally, I was sitting there looking at her. You know when you're looking at someone in disbelief, kind of going, no, they're not going to. She's not this dumb now. Come on. And she did. She was turning the wheel, and I was like, what are you doing? Looking at her. To the point where she actually hit the car and I had to blast the horn, looking at her, going, what are you doing?
3: Now, did you get out and check if oh, it? Oh, I got out and
1: stuck the head. There was no damage done to okay. onto the door because. It did was, she stop? No, she didn't get out or anything. I know. And does just this awkward kind happens? of wave, and I was like,
3: yeah, in, sorry no. now I'm
1: leaving. Well, what are you doing? So, parked parked crashes are probably more common than you would think. Yeah, they're bad, aren't they? Just, they're weird. I said, one person here who, who reversed into a wall, another person who I've reversed into a bin and smashed up my life. Well, have you ever, like, clipped a, clipped a pillar on the way out? Maybe you're trying to pull out of a... Multi-storey car parks are the are worst sure for I'm that.
3: I took off my door, getting oh, into my no mum's driveway. No, but the worst was um, the first time I did my driving test mm. in Rohini. And now I made loads of mistakes anyway on... I was only freshly off my... was a 10 driving lessons he needed back in the day. Yeah. Whatever it was anyway. I think now it's much more. But I wasn't ready to drive. I drove 10 times. Like I got in the car the first time with the driving instructor. And that was the first time ever. Yeah. And then the 10th time was like the last lesson I had. And he was just eager to get me in to do the test. I don't know why. Definitely wasn't ready for it. And I didn't really know how to park. And I drove into the wall. <laughs> I was pulling up. Now it wasn't full on into the wall, but yeah. like I hit the wall. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, Dri- driving tester beside me, being like, right, uh, so you failed. Yeah, <laughs> just let you know, that was embarrassing.
1: If you've ever crashed your car either while entering or exiting a parking space, when ninety nine percent of your journey has has been done, mm. it should probably that's the last bit, and maybe you got careless, maybe you didn't judge the space right, and maybe you kind of had a little bit of a nudge let let us know let us know 0876797104 how frustrating it must have been just to be like ah that's grand bang like a, like a lot of the new cars obviously come with them little buzzers mine has that so you should be fine now yeah. you shouldn't reverse into anything um, mine oh, doesn't but a lot of people that? don't trust those either no like, but ah, I didn't
3: there's... and I had you park the car once for me oh
1: oh yeah do you remember oh, yeah.
3: that time because yeah. I just wasn't oh, was I not
1: getting out of the space it was it was after the show you couldn't get out of the space I couldn't get out of the space right yeah. yeah
3: but like I had the buzzer things but I didn't trust them
1: yeah parking crashes let us know 0876797104 here's ATB
0: you're listening to the room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sirsha Long FM 104
1: ATB your love it's Cormac and Sirsha here on room 104 just want to know if you know your parking story crashes your parking your car parking crashes uh someone who works in f 104 yesterday was reversing into the space and reversed into the wall I think everyone has done it. You're you're almost done your journey, and you think you're grand, and it's just a slip of you concentration. You get lazy, don't you? Get a little bit lazy and careless, you're and like oh, I'm grand now. And maybe you don't trust the sensor, and it's beeping away, and you're like, don't worry about it. And you yeah. just hear this, you're like, oh please. And there's nothing worse than getting out of your car and hoping and praying. Mm. It's like dropping your phone, hoping and praying it's not smashed, and you turn around, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, end off. So um, that happened with someone here. I have reversed into a weedy bin and smashed my rear light.
3: Yeah, I crashed into a wall. My first driving test that I ever did. Yeah, not good. I whacked into my mom's gate. Again, made the journey, driving into the driveway, took the door off the car.
1: It's always happened. Michaela, good evening. How are things? Michaela sent us in. I feel your pain. This is ridiculous. I had bought a brand new car and I was reversing out from a spot. I hadn't adjusted my mirrors properly. Oh, no. Never good. And I literally reversed straight into another car. Oh, God. This is worse, though. The worst part about this, literally an hour within the hour of collecting it. What...
3: I say the feeling of dread. Nothing
1: worse because cars are obviously very, very expensive. Michaela, like, was this a brand? Uh, like, was it a brand new? You know, year or was it just you know your new car? E- either way, a car is a huge chunk of change. You've and just a big gone investment and got your car in an hour. How bad are we talking, Michaela?
3: Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. Heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking now It's like said. dropping
1: your iPhone On the day you get it It's like smashing your TV As soon as you get it mm.
3: But you ever notice though When you do get a new car And you're not used to That type of car And yeah. it's different it Takes your day or two To get, get
1: suited into The and position And yeah. the, the mirrors
3: So when you're driving off It can be a little bit Oh no Touch and go <laughs> It was a 191 Like literally brand new Oh you're killing me I Did mean, you have to pay a fortune to get like,
1: Isn't is is Do you have insurance on that? Was there any kind of guarantee? You bring it back to the garage and oh. you go, oh, there was actually a massive dint in the back of that there, and I don't know what happened. Dear
3: God. That's oh. always my biggest fear, going to a garage Yeah. like that. Either getting a new car or getting your car kind of valeted and then driving out and crashing it in front of
1: them. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine the warranty didn't cover anything. Or it didn't cover it anyway.
3: Yeah. I, I wouldn't have said
1: it would. Michaela, like, I would be in tears. I would be so angry and frustrated and upset and depressed. The only Like I can't even imagine right I bought a new TV was it this time last year it was this time last year Mm. remember I remember that it fell it fell I swear to God she still doesn't believe me I had finished playing Red Dead Redemption it was like 3 in the morning and I was sitting on the couch on my phone and I turned it off and because You threw it you
3: threw the the remote or whatever it was at the TV
1: I didn't and I swear to God the TV just I, I watched it fall forward I wasn't close enough to catch it and because it wasn't on a proper TV it was on like a what would you call it? A, like not a, a coffee table, but a small little thing. Chest of drawers. Or there something. you go. Yeah. It was like a small little chest of drawers thing. Mm. And it wasn't on it properly and, it was, and then it just fell forward. And I've never been more angry yeah. and depressed in my entire life. And I know it's only a stupid TV, but it just gotten it. And it's the biggest TV I've ever gotten. It wasn't even that expensive, right? But it was, you know, when you buy yourself yeah. a thing, yeah. a new shiny thing and it smashed. I was like shockingly angry. So if I had done that to a car, can you imagine? <sighs> Michaela, I so... So feel your pain. Yeah, no, that is bad. And I can't imagine it. a one nine one car, and you're thinking grand job. How much did it cost you, mikaela This is what I want to know.
3: The cost of the damage. Yeah, well, done to your car and their car.
1: Oh God, yeah. Did you have to leave a note? Did you burn off and say nothing and kind of go just cry because you're like, don't be that person. You no, know, but like you could just be hating the world so much you just be like, get out of here!
3: When you can't afford it and you know you can't afford it, it is painful to. I've never actually done it, but I had my wing mirror knocked off by someone, and they never left a note. And the car at the time wasn't one of these. Cars that was like really easy to get a replacement or a secondhand mirror. Yeah, cost a bomb, and I was like, if they just left a note and said, you know, I'll pay in installments. Yeah, something, but yeah. nothing. Awful.
1: Tragic. Anyway, uh, Paul has messages in on 0876797104 evening. Paul, hope you're well. I got a takeaway McDonald's to eat in the car in the car park. That's another one of life's little treats, isn't oh, it? Oh, I haven't yourself... done that in ages. Yeah, I think I might do that now on the way home. Is mm. there anywhere open after 12? Probably not. Um, I reversed over a curb going into the spot the wrong way. I pulled...
3: Wait, you reversed over the curb going into a spot the wrong way. Okay, yeah, I get it, yeah.
1: Kind of. Pulled the bung... What? Pulled the bung out of the sump? Um, am I reading words right? Every drop of oil came out of the engine, but I didn't know. I drove off and killed my engine. I love that car, but I killed it.
3: You destroyed your car going in to get a McDonald's (laughs) takeaway. Parking up. Oh, like that's just basically the world telling you you didn't need that McDonald's saute.
1: Oh, I don't know. That must have been devastating. Yeah. When, when, When and how did the engine suddenly just stop and die on you, Paul? Because there'd be nothing worse than that. And you did it yourself for a McDonald's,
3: yeah, and an engine getting that fixed for. I don't know, or Going the whole thing, we seized up. It. Like, Good luck, see yeah. you by
1: now. Uh, and I'm like, was it worth getting fixed? Was it a newish car? Or was it one that you're just consigning it to the old scrapyard and going? There's nothing we can do for this now. There's nothing.
3: Oh, they're expensive, and they're an expensive mistake when you crash them.
1: Yeah, car parking crashes. Let us know your story. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. We've had uh, reversing into walls, wheelie bins, uh, other walls. Driving test
3: pillars. We yeah. have
1: now Michaela with her brand new car who reversed. Ah, oh, brand new one nine one and reversed into another car when the mirrors weren't set properly. Now Paul who's gone over a um a bit of a bump for a McDonald's and now destroyed the engine. And, and good luck. See you by the other thing I did. I parked a car up in a previous job in a previous lifetime. I was working for a fostering agency. Oh, right. Yeah. I was dropping you know people off back to their foster homes and taking them places. Going mm-hmm. here you go now. And the. Agency had like a car, a work car. Oh and yeah, it was an automatic, and not that I, I was wasn't really familiar with driving an automatic. But forget sometimes when you sit in, you have to put it into park, and there's park, neutral, and drive, and you know slightly Never different to it. Yeah. One, yeah, like they're handy, but if you you know you can forget those simple things. Anyway, mm. dropped the young lad off to his foster home. Happy days was outside chatting to the foster mom. I went, hey, what's going on? And I turned around, the car was just creeping towards <gasps> the front of the house because of no. parking the drive. Yeah, and I didn't realize, but I left it in drive instead of neutral and didn't pull up the handbrake oh, or it had dear. an electric handbrake I turned around and I was like ah!
3: In those situations Freak. I would just run away <laughs> Like I couldn't
1: I had to run in open the door and, and ram up the handbrake oh my God. But, but I didn't get there in time It smashed one of her pots a big uh, terracotta flower pots outside Now in fairness to her she didn't rat me out she said i just buy her replacement pots and she'll say none.
3: She made you buy her a pot.
1: Yeah, and then she gave out to me because I didn't get her the same one that she got. Stop. Yeah, oh, I was so freaked though. Oh so my god! Freaked. I nearly went into the front of her house and would have put. You know, a car driving even slowly, a big huge car driving into the front of the house. Now
3: I will tell you one time, an ex boyfriend, a long time ago. I was probably what age? 23, 22 drove to, to his house and uh, now it's his dad's fault drove to his house that was fine his dad needed to get out to go to work so I was blocking his car in so he moved my car and he took yeah. his car out and drove back up so it was parked right up at the house so that was grand was leaving to say goodbye turned on the engine and he had left him in first gear <laughs> and it crashed into <laughs> his house crashed full All on his fault. Into not your responsibility house. to check the gears or no, anything it didn't check the no, gears no. it oh. like went slam into yeah. the side of his bloody house oh dear how awkward
1: oh dear if you've ever you know crashed a car in or in a car park your car park crashes whether you're leaving or entering pulling up pulling out 0876797104 uh, let us know what the story is still to come on the show this evening as well how you can communicate with someone in their sleep and how you might be able to solve maths problems and equations in while you are in R.E.M. sleep. Really interesting research that has just been published. We'll be chatting to one of the researchers in a few and Joel Corey, head and heart. He's on the way next year on F104.
0: You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Here on Room
1: 104, on the way before the end of the show in about 20 minutes time, you're going to hear from somebody about how you can talk to people in their dreams and how they can actually solve problems and do maths in their dream. A bit mad. Right now, though, we're talking about your car crash stories and it's kind of worrying the amount of messages we're getting in about people who, not car crash, parked car crash stories. So not uh, like serious ones, but where you're trying to squeeze into a space and you didn't check your mirrors properly and you destroyed your car or you went over a curb just to get a McDonald's like Paul did. (laughs) He destroyed his engine. Uh, Let us know. 0876797104. Michaela, how are you? I am. (laughs) Like reading your message, I just felt my stomach burn up into knots and kind of go, oh my God, it must have been the worst feeling ever. But tell us again, what happened?
2: So, easily, I was literally, after buying, like, a brand new car, I went, got it, and I was, like, oh, I love side the shop. Like, you know, like, in a new car, like, he doesn't want to drive and Like, that's yep. all he want to do. And, like, I was just, like, reversing, and I didn't check, like, my mirrors. I don't know why. But, like, I just assumed that my mirrors are fine, and there was nobody behind me. And I reversed, and I just felt that bang. And it was just an impact, and I was, like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing damage. To whole car, like, I didn't really care about my car. And even though it was a brand new car, and I got out and my car was destroyed. It was like paint marks oh,
1: like the whole
2: car. Yeah. But my car was destroyed. I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't even have a photo. I wish I did. Oh, it was horrible. Like, can, can I ask like,
1: you, what what car was it? What car did you get?
2: It's a Clio. It was, like a 191 Clio.
1: Yeah, they're nice cars as well. Gorgeous car, yeah. Of you.
3: And you know, how I'm
2: much worried. did that set you back then? Like, that was a like 500 But like, it wouldn't have cost as much just got my petrol door like it wouldn't open oh no you know oh, and so I had to get it on like I couldn't drive around without
1: petrol <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> little, little difficult trying to sort that out how bad was the <laughs> other person's car?
2: like their car was grand like their car literally had like like the white paint like from my car yeah, yeah. so their car was like scraped but my car I don't know why was like so damaged like
1: and was it right at the back was it, was it the kind of back side of your car or was it like right at the boot?
2: Yeah, so like I think I was reverse to come like like left kind of.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was like my whole car like the whole back it was like literally on top of like the back door kind of. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It I would have been and... I would have been absolutely heartbroken and yeah, depressed. Somebody. Oh, I, said. I
2: was sobbing. Like I kept apologizing to her, and she was like like your car was bad, not mine. <laughs> I was screaming kind. Of.
3: And do you still have the same car? Yeah.
1: Oh.
2: Baby
1: now? <laughs> thank God! Thank God! But yeah, I can understand you. Did you just feel you'd be so angry at yourself and so angry? You wouldn't know. You, you want to blame someone, but you're like, "Oh, it's just me for not checking." know I check my mirrors
2: every single time. I'm looking over my shoulder. I just can't ever do that again.
3: I often think like, just take the the three or four extra seconds to just do something correct. Do you know that kind of way? Look in the it'll
2: Say the five euro Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, kick in the teeth after that, and obviously one nine one isn't cheap. No, and no. Oh god. oh god great story
3: at least I'll... now you can look back and go thank
1: god that was two years ago yeah. <laughs> but I learned the lesson anyway yeah exactly yeah. does do the Cleo not have any sensors in it like that make a little noise no. when you no they
2: oh. actually don't they
1: can well blame they're that then you can blame the that then
2: yeah yeah it's it's so I actually am going to get them in the back of the car though yeah they're to worth it I have things.
3: mine and I can't live without them to be <laughs>
2: No, oh, I definitely will
1: be anyway. Yeah. Right, okay, cool. Well, listen, I, I really do feel your pain. I hope you're you're over it now and the trauma has subsided. Oh, but uh, <laughs> have you named the car, by the way? Do you have a name for it? No, I, I
2: actually don't have a car. Or oh,
1: say a name for me, car. I? know, see you. I think call it Cleo, like, you know? Yeah, it's a nice girl's name anyway. Cleo, yeah. there we go. Uh, anyway, Michaela, thanks a million for popping on. Safe driving.
3: Oh, thank you. Take it see easy. Bye bye bye. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, bye, bye, oh bye, that's bye. so heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, nothing like that. A bung is like a drain plug to keep the oil in the engine. Is that the one underneath where if you want to drain the oil you take that one off? Um, Dave has also said, I came off my motorbike in the Liffey Valley car park. Now,
3: Dear God.
1: What are you doing? Either you're just Fallen off it or you're driving around at dangerous speeds when it's empty after the cinema or something uh, he said I was in B&Q's car park not long ago and I seen this woman tear the side off another car while trying to park hers and then she decides to park her car somewhere else and go <gasps> to B&Q and get a bit oh that's cheeky scum did you call her out is that why you fell off because you couldn't believe what you were seeing and then you jump on the bike and kind of go mm.
3: god that's cheeky now Imagine doing that.
1: Seeing someone crash a car. I saw someone. I saw, It was actually one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But I was up in my room as a teenager back in the day mm. and out in front, looked out into the front road and there was a, the neighbor's car was parked out in front of theirs on the road and over to the right, some young lad. You know the, the young lad around the estate everyone hates? Yes. Just a real annoying lad and he's just always causing hassle and you're like, ah. Oh. Anyway, he was bombing down on his bike on the path, right? Straight towards the car and he came off the kerb He was still on his bike, but he came down off the curb, and the bounce made his jacket um, hood fall over his eyes. So blinded him for a couple of seconds. And in that time, he was bombing down and went straight into the back of the car.
3: No. (laughs) Left
1: a massive dent. And then got up and just... Legged up, that's a nothing. freak
3: accident now if I ever heard one it was
1: very funny yeah. I know he got up with that kind of winded, ah, yeah. ah, but everyone hated him so I was like <laughs>
3: oh that's so mean the poor guy he must have been traumatised but,
1: but again you know, he never said anything about the, the car being damaged so this person came out and was like what's going on
3: oh did he not but you saw him driving off yeah and I was like
1: hang on what's going on there now yeah, um uh, thanks for that Dave though Two um, separate
3: stories Dave said by the way
1: Oh sorry The motorbike
3: He didn't fall off The motorbike in
1: shock Yeah Have you ever seen Anyone doing anything like that Like banging into a car And just sneaking off
3: No I haven't I'd call them out in it though Would you? Yeah I would I'd be like Excuse me Yeah I'd be like What are you doing?
1: I think I'd just take their edge And then I'd just be like well, If you're going to let it i have your edge, so
3: I'd take a picture
1: yeah, and then, do yeah. a car on it. Sorry, where are you oh, going? I do a proper Sorry, car? sorry, where are you going? Just, Just because, because I know
3: car. how upsetting it is and it's so unfair. And I, I had a neighbour, I told you, that went uh, to get, this is a sad story, to get his kids, uh, what was what's in Dundrum? KFC? No, not KFC. Something's in Dundrum Dun anyway, some takeaway that you had to collect. He had to drive to collect it anyway. So this was uh, before Christmas. He was getting his kids something nice and he parked up in the car park, you know, the at the side of the shopping centre that car park that's no. out by the church nope anyway there's a car park there Parked there came back the whole door taken off his car literally the dent he was going around with black um, bin bags to cover oh, the, no. it was so bad but he said the damage cost 7 to 800 quid yeah imagine someone just driving off
1: coming back with a bill he said, you said it nothing. happened
3: within 10 minutes because he was only going to oh you serious stuff. yeah oh
1: that's so annoying yeah so annoying uh, Barry good evening thanks for the message in Barry has said I left a note after hitting a car it turned out to be a Garda's wife's car and he thanked me for being so honest he said he would have uh, he would have it done by a mate to keep the price down
3: oh that was nice Barry that's nice yeah Yeah, that, was, that was very sound see I'd be more more inclined to do that if someone owned up I'd say I'll go somewhere cheap mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah. Whereas if, if you caught them doing it And they were about to drive off Oh well then Oh
1: you're going through a proper garage With oh, invoices going, and everything Yes you are <laughs> Like oh, seven grand It's oh, going to cost you
3: Is that whiplash I got there as well I wasn't <laughs> even in the car But you sure, look
1: <laughs> I was traumatised Coming back to now I'm going to need years of therapy That's another 12 grand <gasps> uh, And you'll probably get it In the courts as well um, Thank you Sam has messaged in saying I slightly Oh T-boned a car in Cavan When I was in college And I kind of did A legger Oh and man, had to look up on Google how to get scratch marks out quickly before my parents found out. I eventually bought toothpaste and a toothbrush to get the front scratch marks out of it. Jesus. So, hang on, you to get the scratch marks out of your car and you... Did you wreck the other car and just leave it? Wait, were you driving your
3: parents' car, maybe? Sam. Sam, that's disgraceful. Sam, the stress, Sam. I can feel the stress. Sam, 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 Sam. Yeah. Wow.
1: We're not happy. No. We're going to have to have a long sit down with you, Sam. And add you to the list of enemies.
3: When you're in college though.
1: You know. In fairness, you're broke. You're broke, yeah. Um, This is, this is, God, this is a long one. Um, Messaging from... Evening. Helen, how are things? Hope you're well. Hi guys. First time texting into the show. Well, you're very welcome. Come on in. Take a seat. Sit down, yeah. Grab yourself a glass of wine or some tea, whatever you're doing. My first car at the age of 17... I went off in the car thinking I was great having my new car y'all do that when you're we 17 do. don't you you yeah. think you're like grand happy days uh, and my new boyfriend as my passenger off we went driving through my local industrial estate parked in front of a Woody's yeah, DIY we've store
3: all done that yeah.
1: you know, oh have we now
3: we have yeah that's a, the best place to be going driving around you know where the cinema is maybe where there's a big Woody's yeah why I've Woody's just because it's a big car park do bold things in the car easy, park. There's
1: an easy joke there, but we won't even No, don't there. do it. Uh, we went off driving to my local um, estate, parked in front of Woody's. All good. Popped into Woody's, got what I needed and got back in the car with himself and reversed my car out of the parking space a bit too fast. Showing off, of course. Of course you do. You're like banging the yeah. same shoulder around. Here we go. Uh, and bang straight into a car right behind me. Oh, and this. Nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the car that she banged into was a brand new BMW my car was not too bad but the BMW was a little worse for wear and the driver of the BMW was just walking no! out of
3: bodies. and he wasn't a happy camper <laughs> all sorted out though insurance thank god but I learned a valid uh, lesson not to show off in front of a boyfriend in your new car yes when you're 17 you're very silly and you do very silly things. And we
1: all know the stories about the BMW drivers. They're not the nicest They're of people. They're not
3: the nicest of people. They're especially, angry. And they love their cars.
1: Oh, stop, yeah. yeah. They
3: do. So, you know, you don't want to be hitting into them.
1: Big Beamer. My God. Small. Anyway. Um, God, was there tears though, Helen? This is what I want to know. Was it? An, were you an emotional wreck? Or yeah. were you just like, oh my God. Because I had a friend, um, got his car at 17. We were in sixth year. Mm-hmm and was giving people lifts at lunch and all that stuff and everyone, everyone's walking like an idiot and everyone's bailing into the back of his car now yeah. it wasn't over full it was, it was like four of them back four then five it was it. acceptable yeah and you were fine anyway he just pulls out in front of a line of traffic he just looked left he was turning right he just pulled out of the car park and just looked left and never looked right and just turned oh no crashed in front of everyone now well, not a bad crash because he was just pulling out slowly yeah but like literally 500 people walking by him and crashed mm. <laughs> what an oh, idiot oh god yeah
3: yeah, it's, it's you do it once and you never do it again. That's really the way it is, Let's yeah, all,
1: all touch wood now. And if you're driving around now, be safe and be check safe, your mirrors and yeah. put those buzzers on before you do anything stupid. But if you've ever, um, kind of like car parking crash stories, you're either going into a space, coming out of a space and you think you're fine, then large majority of your trip is done and maybe you let the guard down and you're a little careless and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm such such an idiot and you destroy your new 191 Cleo like Michaela did uh, let us know 0876797104 here's Joel Curry, head and heart
0: you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long FM 104
1: head and heart Joel Curry. it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. you can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie you know you want to on the way in a few moments time you're going to hear from somebody who is researching your lucid dreams and turns out you can speak to people in their sleep and you can solve Matt's problems in your sleep as well. Fascinating area of research. We'll be chatting to her shortly. We're just getting out some of the text messages. Um, Just tuned in, we were talking about car parking crashes. So times where you have wrecked your car, damaged your car, done stupid things with your car, either coming in or out of parking spaces. Mm. And it turns out that a lot of people tonight and we can understand maybe why the insurance premiums are so high because it seems like a, parking spaces crashes are more common than we would have thought.
3: Yeah, lots of people crashing into walls and parking spaces. And and,
1: and other cars. Yeah. We had Michaela who brought a bra- brand new 191 Clio and uh, didn't fix the mirrors. Maybe maybe just uh, they weren't set properly. And anyway, c- reversed. An hour after picking up her brand new car, <laughs> reversed and destroyed her own. Um, and then uh, the BMW Someone reversed their brand new car Showing off in front of their boyfriend Being like Oh it's fine I know what I'm doing Outside of Woody's crashed into a BMW This one here I was working in a garage And some lad crashed his girlfriend's car Into a barrier Outside the shop And was sobbing Saying I need to get this fixed today And the whole front of the car Was smashed to pieces Like it was one of them barriers That when the shutters are down You just want to What? Oh you want to hear the bang Like an absolute bomb So he went into the oak Yeah? Mm. Never good. Those like shop front barriers in a a warehouse kind of thing. Was it the big long ones that kind of come down? Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Did someone else crash into me before?
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks,
1: underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. How would in you a- forget that? I think they did t- because I think he handed me his number. Oh. And he just didn't care. It's like he'd done it numerous times. Yeah. I was filling up in a garage in Rathfarnham. This is where I was sitting in the garage there's a tiny I can't remember exactly where it is. There's a I don't know if you know where the church is in Rathfarnham.
3: Yeah I do yeah. And
1: the tiny little village out there. There's a garage right in front of the church. Yeah. On that main road back into town. Yeah. And I pulled in there and there's not a lot of space to turn around in if you know what I mean. So if you're at the petrol pump it can be a bit narrow between the petrol pump and the front of the shop. If you okay. Know what I mean. So, it was someone, yeah, someone was turning around and reversed straight into me, and I think I was in the car. And I was like, What are you doing? I just got out nonchalant and was like, Oh, sorry about that. Here's my number. Get in touch. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what did you want them to do? Well, I don't know. Start crying. Yes, I would like them to start crying like
3: Michaela. So, they, i can be They like, hit in your car and they're like, Oh, bloody no, like, hell. Well, it you just go.
1: looked like they, they did it on a regular basis. They had no.
3: Maybe they were like, well, I've been caught now, so there you go. There's the yeah, number. Think that's what happened, wasn't it? It was straight
1: into me. Did something happen? I can't remember if there was if the car was badly damaged. I can't remember what I was driving. But yeah, that happened. Did you so ring that. them? Uh, did I ring them? I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. God? I can't, I can't. There wasn't, obviously, serious damage done. But again, one of those things where you're sitting in the car and they're reversing back and you're like, no, no, stop, stop. I remember when my
3: mum did that on Christmas morning. Drove into the back of someone. Oh, no. Reversed. Coming Joan. out of a shop. Flew into the back of someone. Joan, what are yeah. you doing? In fairness, me? they said, you know what? It's Christmas. Forget about it. Huh?
1: Yeah. So they're going to take the, what, 500 quid? But it's
3: funny, isn't it? When someone's in a good mood. Come January, I'd say they're like, bloody hell, why didn't I get her <laughs> Absolutely <reg?"> no money <laughs> yeah. and the whole
1: car's falling apart because of it. Uh, thanks for those messages in it anyway. Appreciate it. To 0876797104. On the way next, you might have heard of lucid dreaming. It's when you realise... You're, you're dreaming but then you suddenly realise you're dreaming you're like ah oh, I'm dreaming cool I'm going to fly and I'm going to start shooting lasers out of my eyes and all this mad stuff but it turns out that people can talk to you when you're lucid dreaming from the outside waking world and they can get you to do, solve puzzles solve problems and even do maths so one of the researchers Karen Kankali, is going to be on next from the Northwestern University who's been studying people's sleep and she'll be explaining more about how you are able to communicate with people while they're sleeping. that's on the way next
0: year. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long.
2: FM 104.
1: It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Cerisha here, um, and you know, for years, you probably thought while you're asleep, no one can really communicate with you, and while someone's asleep beside you, you can't talk to them at all. But new researchers have been looking into whether or not it's possible to talk, with communicate, and have a two way kind of chat, for want of a better word, with someone while they're dreaming. In particular world they're lucid dreaming which must be pointed out so joining us now from the U- Northwestern University someone who has been studying lucid dreaming and sleep for the last number of years and it's really interesting and we're delighted to have her on uh, Karen Conkley how are you I'm
3: great how are you Cormac yeah we're doing really good Karen and um, I just want to quickly ask, what exactly is lucid dreaming for anyone that might not know?
4: Yeah. So the definition of lucid dreaming is just that you're in a dream and you realize that you're dreaming. And then there's kind of a spectrum of lucidity where you can be really, really lucid and understand everything's part of your mind, control a lot, or you could just be a more low level lucidity.
1: I have experienced lucid dreams randomly enough once or twice before, and it's always I remember one vivid one that really hit me in the feels a lot because I, someone had handed me a check in my dream for a million quid, right? And I was so happy. I was like, here's a million euro. And I was like, this is amazing. My life has changed. And then I suddenly realized, oh, no, I'm dreaming. And then I was crushed with this devastating realization that uh, I'm not going to make the money because when I wake up, it'll all be normal and and, and kind of boring. But lucid dreaming, can everyone lucid dream or is it only a select few? Or
4: I think that the stats are that about half of people have at least one lucid dream in their life and then 10 percent of people have more lucid dreams maybe one a month but even still that's not very often for a lab study so we had to figure out ways how can we have somebody have a lucid dream in the next two hours. You know,
3: I definitely have felt this before. I'm, I'm nearly certain. But is it always a good thing? Is lucid dreaming always positive or can it be a kind of a nightmare situation as well?
4: Well, it sounds like it's not always positive in Gormack's case when you realize that your amazing dream is not <laughs> true. Definitely. Um, a lot of people become lucid from their nightmares and their nightmares become better. Um, I think that in general, having lucidity in a dream is correlated with the dream becoming better often because you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can fly. I don't have to go do you know whatever else was going on the dream but sometimes it can also be bad lucid dreams are often triggered by nightmares and sometimes sometimes you can be lucid without having very good control over the dream and then even though you know you're dreaming you're still in a bad situation
1: right right okay so uh, uh, in your latest bit of research you were looking at communicating with someone who was in a dream or in a lucid dream state can you explain a little bit about um what you were doing and why you want to do this?
4: So um, I think one thing that inspired us is that it's unclear to what extent you can trust what somebody says about their dream when they wake up, because, you know, they've changed states of consciousness and, and time has passed. And so you can do a lot more studies if you get this real time, you know, answer about what's going on in the dream or, you know, what they're what they're perceiving or something like that. And so that was a big motivation for this study. Can we communicate with dreamers while they're still asleep and in the dream? And and how does how is that different from what they tell us about the dream afterwards? And so we had four different teams and each team kind of used different methods to communicate into the dream and out of the dream. Um, but our team used just spoken questions. So we just asked people math problems just in, you know, my voice that said like, what's eight minus six. And then the dreamers, when you're in REM sleep, is different than sleep talking because in sleep talking, you're, you're in deep sleep. And so you can mumble and you're half asleep and half awake. REM sleep is different than that. So in REM sleep, you're, you're completely paralyzed. And that's when we wanted to communicate to people. That's the state that tends to have more dreams and more lucid dreams. So people are completely paralyzed. So how can they communicate? Well, although they're paralyzed, they can move their eyes. They can twitch and they can breathe. And so we use eye movements and twitching because that can correspond with what the dreamer's doing while they're asleep and what their body's doing when we're monitoring it in the lab. So if somebody became lucid in their dream and heard our problem, we asked them to answer by looking left, right, left, right with really dramatic eye movements. And we could see that in their sleeping body, even though they were doing it in their dream. And what was the outcome like? What did anyone remember? Did anyone wake up during it? So about 18% of our problems that we presented during lucid dreams were correctly answered and another 17% were possibly correctly answered. But we had kind of judges look at all the eye movements and the sleep and say, you know, this is definitely a correct answer. This is we're not completely Mm. sure it wasn't as well executed or something. And so most of the time they didn't answer, which is kind of what we expected. But it's amazing that you know, a fifth of the time they could actually hear us and answer. And so when they woke up, dreamers often reported a dream that was consistent with hearing math problems. Um, the problems got incorporated in various interesting ways. So the German team, they used Morse code to give their math problems, flashing lights. And so in the dream, the light in the room started flickering and then he he had to leave. So he found a fish, a fish tank and that light was flickering and then it broke and then he went outside and the clouds were flickering and he knew it was Morse code. And so he was trying to de- decoded the whole time. So there's another example from the French team where they were asking problems and it got transposed over the dream as though it was God who was talking to them in the dream, asking them questions. So I thought that's really interesting. And it's, to me, it's also interesting that you could just say something to somebody in a dream and they could hear it just as as you said it. Um, we would have thought things would have gotten distorted more and that would have been more of a problem, but it didn't turn out to be. But it was interesting. Sometimes people answered a math problem and then they woke up and they they didn't remember, you know, answering that math problem or they remembered the math problem slightly differently. And so it kind of opens up a new way of exploring, you know, to what extent dream reports are accurate and what can we learn about dreams from that.
1: This is literally like Inception. You know, trying to communicate with people in their deep sleep and seeing what you can do.
4: Uh, yeah, we're working on more experiments that are exceptionally, <laughs> but hopefully useful for our good. <laughs> yeah.
1: The next study is trying to extract some intellectual property from a CEO's brain that he doesn't even realise he's given you. That, it's really, really fascinating because I think, especially now, people just from chatting with people and I know people who have been listening during lockdown and COVID at the moment, people's dreams are getting crazy and people are like, I'm just experiencing such intensely weird, crazy dreams. But now that you've opened up a potential channel to talk to some people while they're lucid dreaming... Uh, as you mentioned, uh, building on that now, what is the hope that that'll open up and what are the possibilities that you hope to explore with that?
4: Right. Well, one thing that I'm the most excited about scientifically is that most of what we know about somebody while they're awake and the person responds to that. And then you look at their brain activity and you make all these inferences about this is this is how the brain works. This is what it's like when somebody is having a conscious experience. And so far, it's been really difficult to do that in another state of consciousness. But people are in REM sleep for like two hours every day. You're conscious. I mean, you're just not conscious of the external world. Usually, you're conscious of your internal world. And so I'm excited to see if we can adapt some of those experiments to people who are sleeping and see if like maybe we were wrong about some of the things we thought were absolutely necessary for the way that your brain works because now you're looking at it in a different state. But there's also applications for... People um, outside of the lab. So, for instance, we're kind of hoping that you could use this method to combine like the creative, kind of loose, you know, potential that you have in dreams with the more logical advantages of wake. So, like, sometimes people try to solve a problem in their lucid dream and they get sidetracked or they get caught up in dream logic and they can't finish it, you know, and so. Hopefully with some with some two way interaction, with some guidance from a waking person, you could be like, no, remember, like you, you, you can open that door. It's a dream. Like, so um, I think more progress is needed before all that's possible. But that's I guess that's kind of where we're hoping it will go. I love it.
3: And does it mirror what you're going through in your own personal life? do Do you find what people are actually dreaming about?
4: Well, I definitely am interested in this topic in my own personal life as well. I pay a lot of attention to my own dreams and I, you know, test test my boyfriend when he's sleeping and kind of play around with talking to him while he's dreaming. And one time he was um, snoring and I was in a dream. And in my dream, I heard the snore and this is kind of like two way communication. And I realized that like that was the reality and the dream was an illusion. And so the dream melted away and I was left with this like existential snoring. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is real. This is the next level. And I kind of think that, you know, there's some similarity between like that, that was kind of true in a way right like the snore was the real was the next level realer than the dream
1: so i've often found that as well that if i go to sleep watching with the TV on or a podcast playing, that, that gets incorporated into my dreams. Like, I've had some warpy dreams about Breaking Bad in my day, and it's just like, whoa, that's such, so messed up. And um, So there's definitely, a, yeah, probably a, a over there with, with a lot of things, and obviously you're doing it a little bit more deliberately. This is, you know, probably n- too far of a stretch and a jump to take, but the one thing that came to my mind talking about lucid dreaming and being able to communicate, does this open up any possibility for people in a coma, for example? Like, is there any inferences or any things you can suggest about communicating with people in a coma?
4: Well, it's really like there's a lot of parallels. Um, Kind of, Sometimes we kind of think about, you know, what's known about communicating with people in a coma because there are a lot of similarities between that and REM sleep. You know, you're you're paralyzed, you're locked in. And so I do know of one kind of idea that some people who are unresponsive in a coma might be unresponsive for the same reason that you're unresponsive when you're in a dream which is that like you're you're in a dream your your sensory input isn't featured in your consciousness it's your own internal input and so if that is the case for some people in a coma that you know they are there they're just kind of in a dream world instead of you know really getting that external world then I think that you know there's there's some possibilities for seeing like when does stimuli get incorporated while you're sleeping like we don't really know why that happens sometimes and not other times I think it's like a super interesting question how do you penetrate that world and that might also be useful for somebody in a coma someday or at least some people
3: I don't know if I'm happy with uh, someone being able to read what I'm dreaming about because some
4: weird things go on <laughs> it's only on your conscious like you would have to tell the experimenter it's not you would have to be making those eye movements
1: and then and um, do you have any tips for someone who might want to try like this evening or tonight they're trying to play around with lucid dreaming is there anything you can do to get better at lucid dreaming
4: yeah um well one thing is that we have an app on my uh my advisor's website. And so it's only for Androids, but you could go to that. And it has our training protocol that we use to induce lucid dreams and you can use it at home. But another kind of method, the one that I think is the most effective is called wake back to bed. And so if you wake up about six hours after you go back to sleep, after you go to sleep and you stay awake for like half an hour to an hour and then go back to sleep, it kind of, it wakes up your brain in a way that makes it really easy for you to have lucid dreams when you go back to sleep. And so that is um, the method that I most recommend, but there's a lot of other methods. People people do reality checks all day long, where they kind of ask themselves throughout the day, "Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? You know?" And they might like do a test, like holding your nose, trying to breathe. If you can do that, then you're dreaming. <laughs> but you have to do it very sincerely in order for it to work. You you can't just assume that you're awake when you do it throughout the day. You have to be like,
1: maybe I am dreaming. And um, what what's the um the the link for the for the app? for the for any android users you know or where where should they google the northwestern sleep Lucid dreaming app, get people there.
4: Pallor lab. psych. northwestern. edu slash dream.
1: Lovely. I'm going to go check that out. And if you're an Android user, you can go check that out as well. I'll share the link from uh, Instagram and Twitter if you um, want to have a look at that out and practice your own lucid dreaming. But uh, Karen Conkley, thanks a million for popping on. And we'll uh, let you know how we get on with our own uh, lucid dreaming work in the future. But appreciate you popping on F104 tonight.
4: Yeah, great. Sweet dreams. Thanks for having me.
1: You're listening to the
0: Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. f